I don't do it often, but if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I am decked out in a Giants jersey and a Giants hat. Why am I doing that? Because I am that excited about the news today that the Giants have promoted arguably their top position player prospect. You could get a case for Marco Luciano, certainly, but Casey Schmidt is coming to the big leagues and he's probably going to be in the starting lineup tonight. You are locked on Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So check us out there if you have not already. And please hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube. And coming up on today's show, yes, we are going to get into yesterday's embarrassing, beyond frustrating, kind of humiliating loss to the Washington Nationals that had me ticked off. So we will get to that. But The lead story, there's just no doubt, is not that. It's that the Giants have promoted Casey Schmidt. And this is a big deal for so many different reasons. The first thing that I want to say is that this is going to be the first position player drafted by this quote-unquote new front office that's now been here, hasn't quite been five years, uh, hired in the uh, at the end of the 2018 season. So it's been a long time. So the 2019 draft... 2020 draft, 21 draft, 22 draft. So four draft classes, and now we're finally seeing the first position player to make it to the major leagues with the Giants. The first pitcher was Cole Waits, and he debuted with the Giants last September. And so it, you know, when we talk about the front office and Farhan Zaidi, and for me personally saying give them like more time and some of the a lot of the moves around the margins that they've made have been good you look at Estrada Yastrzemski Wade JD Davis some of the pitcher signings Gosman Rodon Disclafani Wood they've had a lot of success there but where they have not yet had success is through their farm system and it's been you know it's just it takes time Some guys move quicker than others, and they haven't had guys move quickly. But for Schmidt, I mean, he was a 2020 draft pick, so not even from that original 2019 draft. But anyway, getting to Schmidt, he is being called up. And the reason for the timing, to me, uh, you know, if you listen to yesterday's show, I actually, like, clipped it out, and I could post it on Twitter, but I decided not to just because whatever. But... uh, I said that I thought that Casey Schmidt may be an option right now to get called up. And simply because Brandon Crawford is on the injured list, Tyro Estrada has been playing shortstop, and I personally haven't really liked what I've seen from Tyro Estrada at shortstop. I think he's a guy who can fill in there if needed, 
but he's not a guy you really want playing every day at shortstop. And the defensive metrics this year back that up. I'm not just relying on the defensive metrics. I've been watching every inning of every game, and he's just made some mistakes that he kind of can't make up for. Like when you kind of you know, bobble the ball a little bit at second base, you have time to recover and throw a guy out. But at short, and, you know, he's got a good arm in a sense, but it's also not really a shortstop's arm. And so anyway, the numbers on Estrada this year so far, minus four defensive runs saved and minus three outs above average at shortstop, but above average uh, advanced metrics at second. And that's, again, what I've seen with my eyes. And so for Casey Schmidt, he uh, was originally drafted as a third baseman last year when Marco Luciano got hurt in high A Eugene Casey Schmidt filled in at shortstop and what we saw was that he did basically more than an adequate job he was impressive at shortstop and so coming into spring training they're like we want to get more looks at case at uh, of Casey Schmidt at shortstop and they did he played there in spring several times and then now in triple a where he's been all season he's split his time originally between like every other day third and short and then recently started playing second base as well so the versatility and he has just known you know scouts call him one of the best defensive players in the minor leagues one one of the best defensive prospects the giants have ever had and so yeah there you go and so for me not that I see him play every day. I don't watch these minor league games all that often sometimes, but I'm certainly not watching every day. So I can't give you like a full evaluation of what to expect defensively at shortstop from Casey Schmidt. But what I do expect is that, especially with a left-hander on the mound today for the Nationals and Patrick Corbin, a guy who actually has been decent over his last handful of starts, but over the last several years has been like literally the worst pitcher in the game. And he's left-handed. Schmidt is right-handed. Platoon advantage. It's just like the perfect spot for Schmidt to debut. And I expect that he will be the starting shortstop tonight. And you slide Estrada back over to his most comfortable position. You keep JD, JD just dingers, just defense Davis at third. Uh, and, Lamont oh wait uh lefty on the mound so not Lamont probably Flores at first base and you're looking at I mean just you're looking at the debut of Casey Schmidt and so it's not all just defense though offense he's not just like a guy who is known for his defense but don't expect anything from the bat it's you know to the contrary I think there's a lot of hope and optimism about what he has the potential to do with the bat but defense is the more kind of we have a lot more confidence in the defense translating the bat. Uh, he's got something to prove there. But as we're going to talk about in just a minute, he started off kind of slowly this season in AAA offensively. But over the last week, he's really turned it on. So we're going to look at the numbers before and after the most you know recent hot streak for Casey Schmidt and why the way he's played over the last week warranted this move being made and we're also going to get into what is his role going to be is he just filling in until Brandon Crawford gets back or is it going to be more of a permanent thing is he going to be platooned etc so a lot more to get into about Casey Schmidt and yes will adequately criticize the Giants for how they performed last night but before we get into all of that 
I want you to know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Look, I'm no NBA NBA expert. I know the Warriors had a very disappointing loss last night, and so they're obviously going to be heavy underdogs in the series down 3-1. to one. But what I'm looking at today when I look at FanDuel, uh, you know, the Giants are heavily favored to win this game. So I don't love, they're, they're so favored that I just don't love the odds there. But what I do like are some of the odds to hit a home run. Mitch Hanniger at plus 420. Wilmer Flores at plus 540. Flores, I think his last two at-bats have resulted in homers. Actually, no, because he started last, did he start last night? Anyway, I kind of like Flores at plus 540 to hit a home run, but Hanniger, I could see it as well. So that's kind of what I'm looking at over at FanDuel as I glance across it today. There's no better place to play to bet on all the playoff action and MLB action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, as promised, Casey Schmidt talk continues on Locked on Giants as we discuss his role, as we discuss why he's getting called up from an offensive standpoint. Just so much more to get into. And then, yes, yesterday's embarrassing loss to the Nationals that had me frustrated as uh, just to no end. I think a lot of people probably weren't watching because the Warriors were also playing. Thankfully for the Giants, because man, was it an ugly game against a team that they need to take advantage of. And frankly, they've not played well against teams that they need to be taking advantage of. The Giants play the Nationals again tonight at 645 Pacific. Casey Schmidt making his Major League debut. What else do you need to know to turn into this game? Catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. And thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow we'll be breaking down this game. Logan Webb versus Patrick Corbin with Casey Schmidt making his ML debut. It's going to be a can't-miss episode tomorrow. So I want to discuss the numbers that got Casey Schmidt here offensively because we all knew, like, defensively he was major league ready to start the year. But what they wanted to see was, I mean, literally – very specifically, Farhan Zaidi said we basically want him to face right-handed uh, breaking balls, and because you can get, kind of get exploited if you're a little bit swing happy, if you're not disciplined enough, and you just show if at the major league level, if right-handed pitchers figure out that you will just swing at you know breaking pitches, i.e., curveballs, sliders, out of the zone, in the dirt, off the plate, away. They will just throw it to no end and you're just going to have a hard time. And so they wanted to see him kind of figure that out. And so it's really interesting to look at his numbers over a couple of spans here. Like, so basically before and after April 30th. So April 30th was not long ago, just over a week ago. So the much larger sample is the before April 30th. And let's look at that first. He had a 65 weighted runs created plus, which means... By league average standards in the Pacific Coast League, he was about 35% below average. 
His walk rate was small at only 3.6%. It took him a long time to even draw one walk. It was like 77 plate appearances or something, and he still hadn't drawn a walk. And during this time, he had a 21.4% strikeout rate. That is not too bad. We've seen guys like David VR and Gary Sanchez and Joey Bart have strikeout rates near 30% in the minor leagues in AAA. And so uh, only that's like a positive out of this line, but but overall 35% below average offense, that's certainly not a positive. But since April 30th, Casey Schmidt has suddenly hit 357 with a 455 on base and a 536 slugging. It's a 144 weighted runs created plus, meaning 44% above average production for the Pacific Coast League. And perhaps most importantly, during that stretch, a 12.1% walk rate and a 12.1% strikeout rate. And I I don't have the exact number of plate appearances, but again, this is just over a week, so it is not a large sample. But still, he's that's what they were looking for. And they got it. And like as soon as they got it, and as soon as like I mentioned with Estrada not playing great defensively at short and Crawford on the injured list, it was just like, why the heck not? This is the time he's hot. Let's call him up and see what he can do. And you it's like a soft landing spot with Patrick Corbin, a lefty who's, like I said, been one of the worst pitchers in the game over the last several years combined on the mound. And so what is his role going to be? Is he going to be sent down the moment Crawford returns, which is he's eligible to return from the injured list tomorrow, Wednesday. And so I don't know exactly. Like you think about Elliot Ramos and the treatment that Elliot Ramos has received in that he's like come up and only face left-handed pitching as you know, he's a right-handed hitter. They're like platooning him. It's called the short side of the platoon because there are fewer left-handed pitchers and he was only facing left-handed pitchers. So, you know, if you're a left-handed hitter and you're in a platoon, at least you're getting more playing time. And for Schmidt, he's the same as Ramos, a right-handed hitter. And so if you're platooning him and he's only facing lefties, and the other thing about Ramos is that they just, you know, they'll call him up and they'll give him some looks against some lefties. But as soon as they run out of a string of left-handed starters, they'll send him right down. But to me, that's more a reflection of kind of them not really believing in Ramos. Whereas, and, and again, the point about Casey Schmidt was drafted and developed by this front office. Elliot Ramos was not. Joey Bart was not. And so I'm not saying they like pick and choose favorites based on that. But I am saying I think that they probably believe more in Casey Schmidt because he has more of what they were looking for, which is why they drafted him. And so... You know, it remains to be seen. It is entirely possible that this is just a short-term thing for now. But now that he's on the 40-man roster, he is going to play this season, health permitting. Whether it's a short-term for now and then he gets sent down, he'll be called back up at some point. Like as soon as there's an injury anywhere, like at third or at short or at second, because he's shown that he's capable of playing all of those positions. And... Not to mention, I think that I I think that um we may just see him stick even though 
even if Brandon Crawford returns. Because prior to the season, I mean, there was a lot of talk that they were going to be really careful with Brandon Crawford this year and give him like the 2021 Buster Posey treatment, which was two days on, one day off. And what we've also seen is David VR has really struggled. And so it would be kind of a simple transaction to just keep Casey Schmidt on the roster and option David VR, where frankly, he needs to play because right now he's just sitting on the bench and not playing because he's not performing well and because they're not facing a lot of lefties. But uh, I think that like this, this solves it kind of just a lot of things are solved at once here. If you keep Casey Schmidt on the roster, because it allows you to give Brandon Crawford more rest, which, you know, he keeps going on the injured list the last couple of years after being super durable for a long time. He's suddenly going on the IL quite a bit recently. And so this would allow you to just give him days off, let Casey Schmidt play short, let Tyro Estrada, who's having a monster offensive season, stay at the position where he is the best at, you know, in terms of his own personal skill, it's his, it's his best position. And, you know, David VR, because of the play of JD Davis has kind of lost a role. And his role was like starting at second base against left-handed pitching. But suddenly if Casey Schmidt is starting at shortstop against left-handed pitching, and that puts Estrada back at shortstop against left-handed pitching, then where does David VR even play? I guess maybe first base, but you've also got a guy like Wilmer Flores who can take on that position. And so I think that it's very, I think maybe the most likely thing if Crawford comes off the IL tomorrow or whatever is that David VR gets sent to AAA. I'm not sure I already said this, but he needs to play. And so putting sending him to AAA isn't like a death sentence for David VR and his chances of ever being a quality major leaguer. It's like, I think it's it might just be for the best for the San Francisco Giants and also for David VR to go down there and get everyday playing time and get his groove back. And then, you know, injuries happen and whatever. And so he'll he'd probably be needed again at some point throughout the season. So that's kind of how I see it, it playing out. I it wouldn't shock me if they send Schmidt Schmidt down after like two days. It also like a, like. There's not a clear just everyday immediate role. When we talk about a platoon, I think you could you're going to see maybe a mixture of Crawford and Schmidt at shortstop, but it's also like two days on, one day off at most for Crawford and so that becomes plenty of opportunities for Schmidt. This is the last year of Crawford's contract. Crawford himself has not performed great defensively. And so if you just prove that you're the better player at short or there's an injury somewhere else or whatever. There's so many different avenues uh, into which Casey Schmidt could establish himself as just not a platoon player. If Even if he starts out in a platoon, please don't panic and send me a bunch of tweets about it because that would not be the long-term thing. A guy with his kind of defense... Those like that's why Brandon Crawford typically doesn't get platooned is because he he faces lefties because they value his defense enough that they're willing to live with not having the platoon advantage in the lineup because of what he's brought on defense. But the defense looks to be in some decline. And so we could and again, it's the last year of his contract. So they got to figure out a solution at short and it very well could be Casey Schmidt. And that era could, you know, does start tonight we'll see how the career goes but today is day one and it is an exciting day at that so coming up in just a minute we will get 
gloomy. We will discuss the Giants' embarrassing, frustrating. These aren't even strong enough words to describe what the Giants did last night in just a ugly loss against the Nationals. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But before we do... All right, as promised, we'll dwell a little bit on last night's loss to the uh, Washington Nationals, a team, you know, coming into this series, I'm talking about how you have to take advantage of a team like this, how I thought they would take advantage of a team like this, and you're facing a rookie pitcher making his second major league start, and you've got Tony DiScofani on the mound, who's been arguably your best pitcher this season, and what happens? Well, The Giants got shut down. I mean, that's the most aggravating part to me is the offense got shut down by another just kind of rando, right? Like they just have a history of performing. It's like, oh, the Giants have never seen this guy before. Oh, he doesn't have great minor league numbers. Oh, he's not a top prospect. Oh, he's throwing seven shutout innings against the Giants. And it's just, it's kind of like unacceptable. It's extremely frustrating And they need to wake the heck up. Like, I don't know what it is that's causing this. I'm sure they're trying their best, but their best just wasn't good enough last night offensively. But we'll we'll kind of break down how in some ways it's hard like to blame certain guys because the guys who hurt them have been like their best players all season. By the way, thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, you're going to hear us breaking down Logan Webb on the mound and Casey Schmidt making his Major League debut, so you're not going to want to miss it. The Giants play the Nationals tonight at 6.45 Pacific. Catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Giants. So, yeah, I mean, it was an ugly loss. It was, it was an extremely frustrating loss. Like, I... Sometimes I'm I'm optimistic on the show, but like in reality, I can get really really frustrated watching the San Francisco Giants play games like what we saw last night where this Nationals pitcher Irvin, I don't even know his first name because he's so new to the league that I I like the headline here, Irvin shows poise, goes long for first MLB win. It's just borderline like unacceptable. If you want to be a playoff team you just can't be letting this happen on multiple occasions like yeah maybe it happens once or twice a year where something fluky like this happens but the Giants have a history of this like they it happened in Detroit earlier this year and speaking of Detroit the Giants have now played the Royals the Tigers the Marlins and one game against the Nationals and they're two and seven against those teams that have a combined run differential of like minus 200. And so it's just not good enough. And the Giants are 15 and 19. If they could simply be instead of two and seven, like even four and five or five and four, like their record would be 500 or better. And so you just got to take advantage when these types of teams come into town. But on the flip side, to be fair, the, the guys who kind of cost them this game, Tony DiScofani had just a miserable first inning in which he allowed, what, seven hits? Seven hits in the first inning. I think he hadn't allowed seven hits in a game all year, and he allowed seven in the first and five runs in that first. They were one out away from getting out of it with just one run scored, but it was just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And, you know, he ended up going seven innings and 
no more runs allowed the rest of the game. So he really settled in. And it's hard for me to get too upset uh, uh, with the guy who has been their most reliable and kind of clutch pitcher this season. And so you just kind of chalk it up to he was due for a little regression, but did it have to come all at once? It did. But what can you do? And then if we look at uh, the Giants had a lot of base runners. They they only struck out six times. It's not like they had a high strikeout game. They walked three times. They had six hits. So they had some base runners. They they at least had one hit by pitch, I believe. But the double play was a big factor. And who hit into the double plays? Tyro Estrada, J.D. Davis, Jock Peterson, and Michael Conforto. And so I know Michael Conforto's struggles have become really pronounced and acute and like Patrick Corbin on the mound tonight lefty I would not be surprised if Conforto is out of the lineup he might be a guy who needs a day or two or three off seriously just to kind of reset his mind this is a good hitter but he is seriously in a major funk right now and just really really in a deep slump but like J.D. Davis, Tyro Estrada, and Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson, by the way, also had been in a slump, hitting a lot of balls on the ground. Swing doesn't look quite right. I wonder if that wrist is still bothering him. But then, of course, in a non-clutch situation in the ninth inning with nobody on base, he hit a home run, whereas the last several days he's come up with base runners all over the place and he's done nothing but strike out and ground into double plays. And so, look, I'm not like down on Jock Peterson permanently, but it's been a rough stretch for him outside of the meaningless home run that he hit in the ninth. But like, okay, J.D. Davis and Tyro Estrada hit into double plays with in key situations with guys on base. I mean, what am I going to do? Just rip Tyro Estrada and J.D. Davis, who have been among the best players in the league to start the season. Conforto, yes, the ground, the double play kind of amplifies his struggles but the rest of the three it's hard to get too upset and so yes while it was an embarrassing loss the guys who kind of hurt them the most have been some of their best players this year but and then so yeah it was ugly it was frustrating I was upset about this it was just really frustrating to watch however it's a three-game series and it's all to me like baseball just win series if you win series consistently you're gonna have a good year you know two out of three is a 667 winning percentage which translates to a whole bunch of wins i'm gonna actually calculate that for you right now 667 times 162 is 108 wins and so if you can just i mean obviously you're not going to win every series giants have already lost plenty of series but a, a winning recipe is win series and so Yes, they lost the first game, but that doesn't mean they can't win the next two. And so you take it one game at a time tonight. You've got a huge advantage with Webb against Patrick Corbin. And so you hope to just forget about yesterday. Take advantage of today. By the way, one more reason Casey Schmidt getting called up. Logan Webb, an extreme ground ball pitcher. And so to have your best defense out there, Estrada at his best position, Schmidt, being at shortstop, doing what he can do. J.D. Davis looking great defensively this year. So uh, that's a factor, too, for why today was the day for Schmidt. And so you try to win today's game, and then if so, the series is tied at one, and then you go for the series win, which would be three straight series wins. And so that's still on the table, but you've got to take care of business tonight and tomorrow, and we'll see. Anyway, 
Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Uh, every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to be breaking down what we see out of Logan Webb and the Giants. An important game for me. Important. This is an important series. I said it before the series, but one game doesn't define a series. It's a three-game series. So important game will give them a chance to win the series. Catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast. Giants play the Nationals at 645 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of that hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter, at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy watching Casey Schmidt, who could he has the potential to be a real difference maker, something we haven't seen for a long time coming through the Giants system. No guarantees, but of all the guys who have come through recently, he might have the best potential. And so looking forward to that debut. So I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.